interrupt our regular program schedule to bring you the following special report. Here is a flash just received in our newsroom. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin. This is a special edition of the Pegasus Podcast, presented by Night Sports Now. Let's get to the UCF breaking news with your hosts, Bailey Adams and Christian Simmons. Welcome into an emergency edition of the Pegasus Podcast. Be sure you're following us on Twitter at BaileyJAdams22, at ByCA Simmons, and at Night Sports. Now, we said on last week's podcast we wouldn't talk quarterbacks anymore, at least until they named a starter. And, well, they've named a starter, and it's John Rice Plumley. And yeah, is, we're man. here to talk about it. And a lot of people were very quick to, to ask us if we were going to uh, record a podcast today. And I was at my mother's retirement party, which was amazing. It was very fun. She had a great time, which was awesome. And then in the middle of it, it comes out that JRP is the starter. And I'm like, wait, what? That's not how I saw this going. And I was told Christian, I was like, all right, well, we'll get to it tonight. And here we are. I was so eager to do the podcast. I legit, I legitimately in my head was like, can I realistically ask Bailey to leave his mother's retirement party <laughs> to, to do a podcast? I'm glad you didn't because I would have yeah. been probably very upset with you. That might have been the um, end of the Pegasus podcast if I was like, listen, man, I, your mom only retires once, but UCF only names a starting quarterback for 2022 once. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it certainly is John Rice Plumley, just as um, no one predicted. Interestingly, the people who were least in the know ended up being the most right, which is kind of funny. So... <laughs> If we so let's go through a bit of a timeline. So I'm going to say some like I, we usually don't say things that are behind a paywall, but some things are just too good to not share. Um, so this all started with late last night. Brandon Helwig reported first that they were going to name a quarterback today, and he reported that it was most likely going to be Mikey Keene. Everyone he talked to believed it was going to be Keene. Um, Stephen Leonard this morning reported that they were going to name the quarterback today, and it was going to be Mikey Keene. Um, all the media folks who were in the know that I chat with all believed it was going to be Mikey Keene. Um, as far as we're aware, the entire team thought it was going to be Mikey Keene. And it was John Rice Plumley, which leads me to believe that this literally was just Gus Malzahn in a room being like, you know what? You know what? We're going to go with the mobile guy. And he can run. John Rice Plumley. <laughs> he, he can, can run. run and Mikey can't. So it's John Rice Plumley. So which, um, this is, I, I didn't expect the quarterback battle to end in a complete and total shock. Like we spent basically all of fall camp being told by everyone who knew every, who knew anything that Mikey Keene was outperforming Plumley, that Mikey Keene was probably close to locking up the job. And then Gus, went a little rogue at the end here and now John Russ Plumley <laughs> is the guy. So. Yeah. And you know, we've been for the longest time on Mikey Keene podcast, but I've also maintained myself that no matter who is the starter, I'm behind them. You know, I'm happy with either guy. I was happy that UCF had two capable guys. Um, I just, I thought it was going to be Mikey and I, I we've talked ad, ad nauseum about the reasons why we thought it should be Mikey and we, the shortcomings or perceived shortcomings of JRP and, you know, now we'll see if, if we were wrong, which if we're wrong, we're wrong. But we'll see uh, on the field if, if it all plays out the way the coaches hope it will. There are few things I want more in life or maybe have ever wanted in life than to be wrong in my analysis of John Rice Plumley because one, <laughs> the, one thing, the one thing I didn't want to do this season that we've talked about all offseason, I did not want this to be a season where more than one quarterback was going to start a game. And now I'm just not sure that's going to happen. And that's not a, that's not just me being like, oh, well, it's not the guy I wanted. So he'll get benched. It's the combination of Mikey Keene outperforming him through fall camp, but then him getting named the starter, which whatever. I mean, that, the staff knows way more than anyone outside does. So clearly they see something there. And 
The really alarming thing to me is, again, I'm going to break the paywall, paywall rule for a second. As Brandon Helwig did report today in the paywall that behind his paywall at the dungeon. I just said paywall 19 times in one <laughs> sentence. Um, Brandon Helwig reported in the dungeon that early chatter was that the players on the team were surprised with the decision. And hopefully that is nothing, but that does scare me because Gus Malzahn spent all of fall camp saying that all the good quarterback battles end with the team knowing who the starter is. And he said that like nine times in the last month. So that doesn't so much vibe with the entire team was stunned when John Rice Plumley won the job. So from that perspective, I'm very worried. I also, if like what I'm guessing it came down to, and it was, I, it was a theory I gave earlier on the podcast was I wondered if they were dragging on naming a starter because Gus kept waiting for Plumley to pass Mikey and it just wasn't happening. And this feels like it still wasn't happening, but now suddenly the game's a week away and Gus is like, well, uh, you know what? Screw it. Let's just go Plumley. And and it it is a gamble because at the end of the day, John Rice Plumley is no matter how you want to shape it, debate it, whatever, the best fit for a Malls on offense. Mikey King, there's nothing Mikey King can do to be a better fit for a Malls on offense than John Rice Plumley is. We know his athleticism. We know it's insane. We know he might be the fastest player on the team. The question is still, can he legitimately read a field and can he legitimately throw the ball? I don't think there's any question about his arm strength or even his accuracy. It's more just about, can he actually read the field? Can he actually find the right play? And it's a gamble because if he can do that, great. You just raise the ceiling of this offense by probably a 10 point per game average by having that mobility. If he can't do that, then there are going to be times where this offense just stalls and, and it's a risk. It is a risk. So I'm desperately hoping it pays off because I hate to say it, but I have to root against Mikey now because I do not want to do the whole switch quarterbacks and season thing. Cause the only way that happens is if UCF's losing a game. Yeah. And what I've always, I mean, what I've said all along too, is like, I don't, I was never going to be the person to be like, Oh, anytime JRP messes up now, I'm like, Oh, see, this is why they should have gone with Mikey. I'm not going to be that person. And I beg everybody to not be that person in any, you know, any kind of battle like that. Um, but yeah, it, it was one of those things where we talked about it. I don't know how many times was they have so much talent at wide receiver. They have so much talent at running back. It was like, why take a risk at quarterback when you have a guy who, you know, can get the, the uh, ball to his, to his playmakers. And I, I kind of, I want to shout out this tweet from Mike. I uh, still don't know his last, it's just, he's Mike at MD night, 2016. He's one of our most loyal listeners. And I thought he summed it up. Well, he said, JRP ceiling is a 10 JRP's floor is probably a four. And Mikey Keene's ceiling is about an eight and his floor is a six. So I agree I mean, with that wholeheartedly. That's very, very, a very good way to sum up how I'm feeling about it is I think John Rice Pumley could, you know, could be very, very good for this offense, but I think he could also be pretty bad for it if, you know, things don't work out and, you know, he's, he's flustered or he, he does. I just, I don't like the idea of him being a one read guy where he reads one guy takes off and there's there's so many reasons why I, I'm not a fan of that it's like just it's not the way it's not the way the offense is necessarily designed to be run I mean you're you're drawing up these plays he's got to be able to read the field and then extend the play if he has to if the pocket collapses I don't want to see him bolting out of the pocket every play just to get you know two or three yards and you know I mean it, it, it's one of those things where like yeah if he bolts out of the pocket and gets four yards great if he does it three times it's a first down but if your if your second read finds himself wide open, I mean you you've made this point a million times. If the second read's wide open and you don't even look at him, you just cost yourself a chance to have a big play. Yeah, and I've I don't, said I don't, a million times. It's the idea of like fans are going to be cheering in the stands because John Rice picked up six yards on the ground and no one notices that Javon Baker was wide open twenty yards down the field. And it's like, well, that's great that we got six yards, but and maybe that won't happen because the one thing I will say, and I mentioned this on a previous podcast too, is John Rice was great in the spring game. He heavily outperformed what he did in fall camp. 
in the spring game. And there are some guys, and maybe he's one of them, where he just can't fully turn it on unless he's under the lights in a game day atmosphere. Mackenzie Milton was kind of like that. Mackenzie Milton was not an, author, was not an awesome practicer. So I maybe that will help, and maybe we'll all just be blown away. Like, that's basically what I'm praying for at this point is John Rice just comes out. Because, frankly, at the end of the day, and I hate saying this because I did not want to get this point, I don't necessarily think the quarterback race is over. We're still going to see both of them a lot against SC State. John Rice Plumley is still going to have to prove he's the guy against Louisville. So the race isn't really over. And I didn't want to go into the season with the race not really over. But we were at the point where if they named Mikey today, it would be the same thing. Yeah, so. I, I, that's, the, that's the problem with the whole thing is like it was never – I mean, I guess to the staff, neither player distinguished himself enough to be clear after the first two scrimmages, which I think is probably what Gus was hoping for all along. And then when that didn't happen, he was like, oh, well, let's wait. Let's see. Let's wait. Let's see. And then now, like you said, I think he said it in, in his Saturday press conference. Um, he was saying this week, I think it's Tuesday, is they'll start their like normal game game prep growth um, practices and stuff. So he said by then, ideally, he'd like to have the starter you know who, who who's gonna be the starting quarterback you'd like to have him in place so they can prepare for the game and that's the thing we've talked about too is it's not it's not like last year where they're opening with Boise State and they're, they're opening with South Carolina State so both guys you I mean presumably will play you might even see Tommy uh in the second half assuming I mean that that's what typically happens in an FCS yeah I'm game. sure we'll see both of them I, I don't think it's going to be like I could be wrong, but I don't. I think it's going to be similar. And I'm not saying the quarterback situation is going to play out this way because those situations could not be more different. But like in 2019, where Wimbush starts the game, but you see Gabriel pretty early. I like. I don't think we would. I, I'm not expecting to see my like. How do I say what I'm trying to say? I think you will see Mikey Keene earlier than the third or fourth quarter. On, yeah. On on the next third on next Thursday in the SC State game. Like I don't think it's going to be like that. So. We'll see. I, like I said, I just I really wanted the Louisville game to be a really big, awesome home game where UCF flexes its, its environment. Apparently, I can't speak tonight. I've been stuttering on like every other line. I'm just look, Gus has put me in shambles with this announcement. I can't even speak anymore. But I really wanted the Louisville game to be this big, awesome showcase for UCF Friday night, packed bounce house, beat a power five team. Hell yeah, we're awesome. And instead, the Louisville game is now turned into let's figure out who our quarterback is. And I didn't want that to be the case. And you know, Hopefully, I do want to say, I, I want to yeah. say one quick caveat because a lot of people on Twitter are saying stuff like, hey, if you, I don't want to see anyone questioning this decision, like the coaching staff know more than you do. And this is what we're doing and you must be loyal. And like, well, A, the coaching staff knows infinitely more than I do because they are football coaches and I am not. So evergreen statement, you probably didn't even need to say. <laughs> um, second, this is a UCF podcast. So we're going to analyze the coaching staff's decisions. I, I've said this before, and some people on Twitter get mad when we say that anything other than UCF is going to go undefeated. Like, we're not cheerleaders. We're here to talk about UCF. So sorry, we're going to give our thoughts on this stuff. But yeah, I just, I just, I hope that this was the right choice. It is a gamble by Malzahn. It, no matter how you look at it, it is a gamble. But at the end of the day, he's been at his best at Auburn when he had mobile quarterbacks. And hopefully the gamble pays off in that John Rice is able to read the field enough to make everything work as it should. So. That's the thing too, is I mean, for the longest time we've been a Mikey podcast, but like, I, I don't think, like, I don't want people like all of a sudden taking a victory lap on us as if like, we're not going to be the biggest JRP fans in the world. So we, we obviously want UCS quarterback to be successful. We want UCF to be successful. So it's not like we're going to be sitting here, you know, uh, no, we're still like, we're still team Mikey, you know, he needs to be the starter by week two, but like, we're not going to be those people. Cause those are the people that we've been kind of hitting out at for the last four months. No. And that's what I talked about. Like there are people and I've seen less of them on Twitter than we would have if Mikey won the job, but yep. folks who it's not even really about if UCF wins or what's best for the team. It's just about, well, I wanted that guy to win. So I'm rooting for this guy to suck. It's like nothing would please me more than for JRP to literally be a Heisman contending quarterback. I just question if he can be, but 
man, I want that. And honestly, I just, and this is where I go back to, because I just, UCF is so stacked this year. I think on paper, this is the most talented team they've had since 17, 18 easily. And it's just, I just wanted a quarterback who, was gonna, who wasn't going to lose them games. And I pray that JRP doesn't do that, you know, because I just, ugh. and I really don't want to go. I just want to be great because I don't want to go into Louisville and have a quarterback change. I don't. Yeah. Because let's say, let's go SC State, whatever. Nothing that happens that game matters. Let's say we go to Louisville. Offense stalls. JRP throws a bad pick, whatever. I'm not saying this is what I'm predicting. I'm just trying to give a scenario here. Mikey comes in. They win the game. Great. It's Mikey now. Okay, let's fast forward two weeks. SMU. Mikey's the quarterback. Offense is stalling. What happens now? Does JRP come back in? And then suddenly you've tanked the entire season. And I just, that situation feels so tangible to me now that I'm just stressed about it because this team is way too talented to waste with a screwed up quarterback battle. So I'm almost in the camp of just like, you picked JRP and you have to live with it. You know, like whatever happens now happens and you just need to stick with it because I do not want to do the flip-flopping. I really don't. That's what's so interesting too, that it kind of changes the landscape of UCF's quarterback room. I mean, I mean, it's, it's a pretty big change, but really it's just kind of like a flip, but you kind of imagine now, I mean, obviously Mikey's going to, going to be, I mean, I would imagine he's going to stick around. He's QB two. He's He'll got stick very, around for the season. Yeah. He's got a very good chance of playing this year still, but I think after this year he's gone, which is very sad to me. I, I, that's the way college football works. I kind of wish it didn't work like that, but it's just the way it is these days. And it, it's sad. You lose some players sometimes. And I don't blame him. I mean, he wasn't recruited by this staff. He, he stepped in and did a very admirable job as a freshman and he, you know, by all accounts, fought fought really, really hard for this starting job and ended up basically being picked because he wasn't the system fit that they wanted. He's not their quarterback, which, you know, I understand that that's from a coaching standpoint. I mean, this is a guy you brought in, John Rice Plumley. Uh, I mean, next year, Tommy's a guy that they recruited and they recruited him to play in their system. So that's just the way it works with coaching changes. And that's Mikey's biggest crime, basically, is that he wasn't recruited by this staff. And so you imagine he transfers after the year. JRP has two years of eligibility. That's that's where it gets interesting to me because JRP has two years and JRP doesn't really have like the style of play or the body to suggest he'd be going to the NFL with a really good year. Right. So what does that mean for Tommy and Timmy? If JRP is good this year, that's a good problem to have. I would prefer JRP be really good. That's the like, first time I've heard that out loud. Tommy and Timmy. Tommy and Timmy. Like, yeah. You see the Sandlot? Okay. Have we mentioned that's... on the podcast that Timmy McLean transferred to UCF? Because that happened since uh, we last recorded. No. Hey, no, UCF we got gonna... Timmy McLean. So we will talk about that more on our next podcast, which I mean, it'll be very soon. Um, yeah, <laughs> given cool. that it'll be less than 24 hours from we're recording this. But yeah, because you go into next year and you've got if JRP has a good year, it's it's JRP as the incumbent, and then it's Tommy and it's Timmy McLean. And how many years in a row would Gus bench an incumbent starter? Because two? I could absolutely like <laughs> I, I I love how we come on this podcast talk about John Rice Plumley, who we don't who we don't even know if he'll be the starter post Louisville game, and now we're breaking down who will be the guy for twenty three. But like like J- Thomas Castellanos has a way higher ceiling than JRP. So like, do you just then do you have Mikey start a year, then bench Mikey for JRP, then have JRP start a year, then bench JRP for Tommy? <laughs> Or Timmy McLean. Yeah, it's like Timmy McLean is in the mix now, and it's he's I mean he's a, a good system fit. It would it would appear too, and it's interesting because you go, you know, you think about how, how we kind of imagine this unfolding was Mikey being the guy this year. If Mikey wins the job, JRP is basically out of it for next year because he probably just focuses on baseball. I assume. Yeah, I'm sure he would have. Just and then at that point, and then I mean after the year, of course. Yeah, and then um, then next year you have Mikey who again isn't the system fit, so he's probably an uphill battle to stave off Timmy or Tommy. And now it's just a different, it's a different iteration of that situation, but it's still kind of the same. 
and it's, it's going to be another long off season next year talking about three I just I just really hope the legacy of the 2022 season is not wow UCF had so much talent it's a shame they couldn't figure out quarterback and honestly I think this is a weird situation that Amazon's put them in because on top of that if you weren't sure and again uh, folks who say don't question the coaching staff I'm not a football coach and I am not at practices in the rooms whatever but if you really weren't sure would it not be easier to bench Mikey for JRP than to bench JRP for Mikey like Mikey's the incumbent. You could have started him, see what he's got. If he doesn't have it against Louisville, you bench JRP and that's that. I think that naming JRP over the incumbent, it's a lot harder to flip in the other direction. So I feel like you've kind of limited yourself a little bit here. And like I said, hopefully none of this matters and hopefully JRP comes out and just lights it up, which I don't think is not on the table. I think no, it's, it's, it's absolutely, it's absolutely possible. I, I mean, almost, the team is so freaking good. It's like, I almost, they like, shouldn't be bad with any quarterback. And I think we're talking about this in and you know in in one in one respect but i almost expect the opposite to happen like I, we're all like oh yeah like hopefully he's not like he is a guy that can get it done i think he'll get it done i hope so contrary contrary to to what you know we've been talking about well the I whole point we made will. all off season is both of them are good options like yeah. neither of these guys is a guy who's going to tank the team my fear isn't so much that john rice is going to tank the team because i don't think that that would happen it's more that he is going to do just less enough to make it a contest in the season and yeah. I don't want an in-season contest. Yeah, I mean, I, really, I, really I, I think I think they'll still be in good shape. We'll see. You know, that's always <laughs> in the evergreen statement right there is we'll see. But we'll see soon. And, you know, the one thing I think I want to say before we get out is people people who are so dug in and so like taking their, their victory laps and saying, oh, like it was obvious all along. It just wasn't. Like, it, this wasn't the obvious case. This wasn't always going to happen. Like, don't don't act like that and don't and i just i have this box score pulled up because everybody loves to say and i, I like the watching the highlights too when he i was watching those highlights three or four times a day when he transferred in but everyone likes to bring up when jrp played against uh, lsu when they won the, the national championship in 2019 and say oh he torched lsu like he had three rushing touchdowns he had rushing touchdowns of 46 60 and 35 in that game and the highlights are great but they were down 31 to 7 in that game i mean it's that's that's just the I reality. Also just, they lost the genre fifty-eight hi- to thirty-seven. Highlights are really cool, but they were also like three years ago. Like I just don't care about three. That's highlights. that's also fair. I mean, um, in that game, he went nine of sixteen for one hundred and twenty-three yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. So I mean, it's it's basically that is the example game of what I'm worried about. Is like I think it's obviously a great runner. He's a great athlete. Yeah, and he was a true freshman that year. Yeah, so it's like, too. but it, it is just I just don't want this offense to become one dimensional. And it's kind of funny that we're talking about Attic, how the Attic, how picking the mobile quarterback might make it one dimensional. But like, it's kind of where we're at. So I don't know. I like I said, I'm hoping that we're just wrong here. I am. I've been covering UCF for it's what like is pick this, a dimension. When is this going to be? Really? This is going to be my seventh year covering UCF 2022 because I've been covering them since 2016. And I'm already annoyed because the revisionist history is happening on Twitter already. And it's like every time there's a position battle or any big story, it's like there's the version of it or there's what actually happened and then the version of it that gets retold. And then the, it's like, and I think like one of the big examples is I'm realizing after dealing with people on Twitter that very few people actually realize what happened with the Wimbush Gabriel decision. <laughs> and like a lot of people have this belief that it was like Wimbush came in, but everyone knew it would be Gabriel. So it's like, there's a lot to that, like a lot more than that. And like, I've already seen the revisionist history of this or everyone on Twitter is like, this was the obvious, you know, blah, blah, blah. Of course this was going to happen. It's like, guys, it's like Mikey outperformed him all spring, all summer all fall and 
I, you know, and this was the choice that was made. I'm not saying it was a bad choice because at the end of the day, whatever Mikey was going to be, it was not going to be the best fit for Malzahn's system and Malzahn's going system fit over sheer talent. That's fine. But for people to act like this was a foregone conclusion just could not be more wrong. And it's a little stuck up. So, you know, something to keep people, in mind. People are going to hate that. I don't care. You know, no, it's I, like, I know I'm sick of people acting like funny they know cause... more than they do on Twitter. It really bothers me. It's like, I try to be like, as open as I can be with what I do and don't know. I try very hard to, because I, one of my biggest pet peeves is people who act like they know more than they do. And boy, does UCF Twitter have a good amount of those folks, but it's just like, I, I just try to not do that. And like, that has been on peak display day of people being like, I knew from the beginning. It's like, you did not know anything. Like, just stop. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny. And I think it's also funny that someone mentioned, um, they needed out of this podcast, they needed you to yell at the fans. And you're like, I think this is one of the rare cases when the fans get to yell at you. And then you just spent some time yelling at the fans. So yeah, but how many hours have I been able to people what we get more angry since then? I feel like this has been such a sad negative podcast. I feel like I should clarify. It's, I'm not even upset that it's going to be John Rice Plumley. I'm just upset at the idea of an in-season quarterback battle. And I'm so I'm stressed I'm more about upset that. that just like, there's a lot of annoying people on twitter that get to take victory laps yeah what else is new like, we would have been victory a, lapping like crazy if it was my yeah but i'm not obnoxious about it i <laughs> don't think true. this is true you might be like i said <laughs> it's just more to me the people who have flip-flopped what was going to happen 12 times and i'm not really talking about any media i'm just talking about more like the fans who like to be like oh i know this or whatever and it's like who flip-flop what's going to happen 20 times and then they're like ah what i always said was going to happen has happened <laughs> and i'm like you just like i don't know why it buys me so stop acting like you know more than you, you say the same own people what you know are, and own what you don't you know the same people that are uh saying oh this is what it was going to be all along with the same people that bought into the tommy castellanos is on is back in the race last week like they were the same people doing that so yeah there you go Just, i mean literally yeah food for so. thought <laughs> food for thought but no i mean i will we'll move forward and um you know, i will John just breathe a deep sigh of relief after louisville i just want to get through that game because i just yeah. am so stressed for what that game is going to hold so yeah so we'll move forward we'll uh we'll be back very soon with our next uh podcast which i'm sure we'll talk we'll talk more quarterbacks because we are breaking down uh UCF's roster position by position uh, in terms of confidence level ranking them uh but the both of us so uh it'll be fun we'll be back very very soon but until then you can find us on Twitter at Bailey J Adams 22 at by CA Simmons and at Night Sports Now thank you guys so much for being with us on this emergency edition of the Pegasus podcast and we'll talk to you soon bye everybody